ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, welcome to Tap Tuesday, brought to you by Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly elite products that provide all of the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what Tap delivers. This week, we speak with Caleb Newton of County 6 Predator. Enjoy the episode. So we're on with Caleb Newton of County 6 Predator. Caleb, good evening, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your evening uh, to sit down with me and tell us a little bit about County 6 and yourself. Yeah, you betcha. So why don't you just take us right into it, man. Give us some uh, background and some intro on yourself. So intro and background on myself. Uh, I've been raised in Saratoga, Wyoming for my entire life. Um, grew up uh, ranching with my father. My father was a ranch manager. and um, So I was pretty well raised on horseback and learned under learn to understand and know conservation not only from an agricultural standpoint but uh, on the wildlife and uh, land management side of it as well um from that uh from that i mean it's just it's just grown i mean i i got away from the ranching and the agriculture and stuff and pursued a another career and uh the oil and gas industry and um have just uh, gotten back into the heavily gotten back into the outdoor industry with with these products that i have designed and uh and putting out to the public so that didn't pull you away from hunting at all right that's the i guess that would be my big no <laughs> no no we i i still made the time to to go and do my big game hunting and, um, my predator hunting. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I, I put a lot of time into, 
into my career. Um, and then I got, I got married to my beautiful wife and we'll be celebrating 10 years here pretty soon in September. But, uh, you know, it got, got me back home, got me off the road and got me back into being more involved in the outdoor industry and in the hunting world. So I thank her for that. You're in game rich Wyoming, man. So what do you, what are you primarily chasing? Um, well, sky's the limit really. Yeah. <laughs> antelope, <laughs> antelope, deer, elk, uh, coyotes, mountain lions, um, you name it. We're, we're trying to put the tags in and draw for it and, uh, chase it. Um, this last year I was fortunate enough to draw a very covenant tag in Wyoming out in the red desert. Um, me and my brother and one of my good buddies, uh, we partied and we drew it. And all three of us tagged out with very, very uh, nice bull elk. Uh, my brother's was a 375 bull. And oh mine scored. Mine was a perfect, perfectly symmetrical six point, no broken points or anything. And he was he scored 330. And my buddy, he actually killed an older bull, but just had some wild stuff going on. So I mean, we we definitely capitalized on that, and we had. Uh, couple really good deer tags too but i was short on time with that due to my job my real job and uh i killed a really nice management deer big big four by three so no it's it's uh it was good it was a good season for us for sure and we're hoping we can do it again this year repeat that success kind of leads me to frustration sometimes though man you come off of a good year and then you know you have your hopes up or that expectation is up in that following year man it 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 seems that it tends to fall short i guess it does um i mean it it all just depends on how much time and effort you're willing to put into to being successful I and mean, you can we we drew we drew a very coveted tag i mean the chances of us drawing that again are you know pretty slim but uh you can still get the same quality elk that we shot on a special draw unit in general area. You just got to put in your time. So County six, man, uh, County six predator. Why don't you give us some background on that? Uh, I met you guys at the Utah expo, um, and your wife was super excited and got me interested in that bino harness like crazy, man. So why don't you give us some background and talk about the calls, talk about the harness. What else you have coming? You bet, you bet. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do it. Try not to get too emotional about this, but uh, um, it, man. Can, uh, County Six Predator, that was, uh, it come from me building a call. Um, it was a coyote call. Coyote hunting's my passion. I live for it. I love it. About, oh, five, six years ago, we lost our first son and uh, I, I needed a way, wanted a way to honor him. And I built the coyote call. I went out after I built the call and called, filmed and shot a coyote in 30 mile an hour headwind come from the upwind side. And I, I did it all myself. And did it in three minutes and 33 seconds. Oh, dang. 
and my my wife, she just couldn't believe that I I went out and accomplished all that by myself because anybody that knows coyote hunting, it's quite difficult to film, call and shoot a coyote and get it all on camera. Mm-hmm. And and I was able to do that. Well, fast forward now, we called uh we named all my calls after our first son and his name was trig. So you have the trig one jackrabbit distress. You have the trig two cottontail distress. You have the alpha trig um, pup distress and uh, open read uh, pup distress and prey distress. And then we have the alpha trig two, or, which is our howler, which we just rolled out this year. So that's how County six predator came about. I did not want to turn it into a business or anything like that, but everybody started hearing my calls and they, man, you need to start, you need to start turning them things out and we, we'd love to have them. So here we are, um, County six, that's the County that we live in in Wyoming. So it was fitting for it to be County six predator calls. Um, I knew, I knew that I was going to have to, develop more product and stuff. And, you know, I was sitting at work one day and I, I was on Instagram or something like that. And I seen another bino harness come out. Um, it was, it was something that it, it kind of frustrated me because it was a bino harness and they're like, you can have this bino harness, but for another 30 or $40 or whatever it was, you could have this pocket for your rangefinder and this pocket for your GPS and blah, blah, blah. And, I just kind of sat back in my chair and I thought, it's like, man, there's got to be a better way. You can make this to hold all your gear in one place and we won't have to nickel and dime the everyday outdoorsman because I'm the, I'm, I'm still the everyday outdoorsman. I mean, I'm by no stretch of the imagination, a wealthy individual. Um, so I sat down and I started drawing it and within a week I, built the very first one myself i sewed it all up and did everything took it to a lady in town who's a pretty good seamstress and she uh she she made it a lot better than what i could have made it and uh after that i mean we went into the patent process and manufacturing and um got the first 50 out they were all u.s made and um you know, I sold out of them in a month and a half. I don't think, I don't think it was that, that long. I mean, they just went real fast. And then it hit, then it grew to now where we are now. And I mean, I, I thank the Lord and my wife for her patience. Um, I mean, the, all the while the Traeger optics harness was being built and trying to be manufactured while she was pregnant with my son Traeger. This bino harness is named after our second son. So we just found I just found it very fitting that I keep it with my kids' names. That's awesome, man. I, I sorry to hear about your loss. But man, how inspirational is that, right? To to take something like that and come away positive. Uh, but then to go from an idea to product in a matter of a couple weeks it sounds like um there there's i'm a kind of tangent us but there's a lot to be said about just taking a hold of something and, and getting after it 
Um, you want to give us a little bit on, on your view on that? And that's a big deal to me. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the big thing is, is I knew it was a great idea. I knew it was going to be a great product and I had a pretty good idea that people were going to love it because of its functionality. Um, but the biggest part of it is, is I'm kind of an impatient individual. <laughs> so that's why you killed I, that coyote in three minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of an impatient individual. I don't, I want it, I want results and I want them now. I mean, that's, that's how I've pretty much been my entire life. And, uh, you know, the, the whole deal concept, to patent pending to all that. I mean, it's only been two years. And I mean, that's a, that bino harness, man, is, is very, very functional, right? I mean, it has features on it that I haven't seen on anything else. Um, you want to give us, you know, give us some background on that and, and the features. And then, um, you guys are teamed up right now with, uh, one rate, right. With Joel and have his pattern on there. So why don't you give us some, some go, maybe the, the elevator pitch, if you will, on the features of that harness. You bet. So, I mean, it's an all in one harness. And, uh, like I said, I, I engineered everything into it so I didn't have to nickel and dime the outdoorsman. Um, so with this bino harness, you have a pocket for your binos, this bino pocket is capable of holding up to, uh, the 15 by 56 Kaibabs from Vortex. We had a lot of people that were giving us grief about it at the shows and we were like, all right. So me and one of my guys went down to the Vortex booth there at the Utah show and we slapped a pair of Kaibabs in there. I mean, the flap didn't close all the way cause them things are gigantic, but they dang sure fit. So for fitting your range finding optics or your bigger optics, it'll definitely accommodate that. Um, along with that on the front of a, of the vinyl pocket, there's a pocket for your calls, your windicators, uh, spare magazine, bullets, small camera, whatever you want to put in there is it, it, you can do that. <coughs> Excuse me. And then on the, uh, on the right hand side of the vinyl harness is a pocket right there with free range finder. And on that rangefinder pocket is a four inch piece of elastic webbing with some Velcro on it. This is only the other place that there's Velcro on here other than the hand warmer. Um, but it allows it to be universal to fit multiple size rangefinders, and it'll fit up to the old like a 1200 LPR rangefinder, that big old oh, square sucker. <laughs> yeah, that thing's like four inches wide, you know. So it'll fit that. I've proved that. My brother, he runs his. He has that range finder, and he runs it in his in my bino harness, and no problems. The cool part about it is, is all of your gears tethered to you, so you're not gonna be digging in a pocket looking for your range finder. It's gonna be right there, tethered on a shock cord. Your binos are tethered to you. Your e-call remote, if you run, that's tethered to you. Cause there's a pocket on the backside of the vinyl harness that sits against your chest where you put your cell phone, your GPS or your e-call remote. And then on the bottom side of it, the other, other piece of Velcro that's on here is, uh, there's an attachable detachable hand warmer that comes with it. Um, super useful in the late season hunts and coyote hunters, you know, but I mean, big game hunters hunting out of tree stands, well, you know, back East hunting whitetail late season cow elk hunts predator hunting 
and uh, you don't want it, you just take it off. But it all comes with that setup. There's no additional cost there. So, and just so everyone's clear, so I was able to check out the harness, uh, put the harness on, and with all the features, when you hear it, it sounds like it would be pretty bulky. Um, but it's really streamlined for everything that it's capable of carrying um, was one of the things that stood out to me when uh, when I was there with you guys checking it out. Um, and it's very well built. Um, are you still manufacturing those in the U.S.? Or no, no, we had to we had to export. I mean, working a working a full time job and everything. I mean, I could do it if I wasn't working a full time job. I could probably have them made in the U.S. But uh, the, the 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 manufacturing costs are just astronomic and very very difficult to do. I mean, because that's right, and and. I'm not trying to salt it or anything, but that's important to a lot of people, right? But I, I don't think when people, when they're not in that side of, of things, they don't understand the cost in manufacturing and why we have to, you know, go overseas or out of country for that. Um, but the product overall, man, I, it's solid. So are you guys planning to offer that in any other colors or patterns in the near future? Yes, we are. We've got some, we got some companies we're working with this year. I don't want to make mention to any of them yet until we got it all set in stone and ready to go. But, uh, yes, we are. And then the other, we'll be making them in coyote tan or desert tan. And then the, uh, probably a dark charcoal gray type color as well. So, but we have some other companies that we're, we're working with right now and hopefully we can, uh, we can make something happen there. The, I guess the other cool part about this optics harness is we just come out with it this year. Hopefully we'll have it by this fall. And I, I actually just sent it back to the manufacturer the other day and that's an attachable detach or attachable day pack that ties directly into this optics harness. So it's an all in one unit. It's a modular system. And this thing is super comfortable, can hold a lot of stuff, but, like I said, it's going to be your day pack, your scouting trip pack. You know, you load that thing up with some trail cams and stuff like that and take off on your scouting trip. But uh, it does come with a two liter water bladder in it as well. Oh. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to roll this out to the public because I had it at the shows and it actually kind of screwed me up on a couple sales because everybody was like, well, we'll just buy everything when, when, when you got day it. Pack comes out, you know? So I ended up having to shove that thing in the box. Like, Don't bring that out. But <laughs> so, so we'll, so now with that, with the harness, so you're just basically removing, uh, removing the straps off the harness and clipping it into the straps of the pack. No, you do not remove the, the straps on your harness. That's the, that's the very neat thing about this day pack is everything. So your day pack will clip in over your shoulders mm -hmm. into some side release buckles. And then on the day pack itself, it has the straps that clip right into the bottom of your vinyl harness. And then where your vinyl harness straps are, they clip in down below on your day pack. So if you need oh, wow. to drop your pack and pull a stock or something like that, you need to be pretty sleek. You, you just pop two or four clips, slap your uh, side straps back in on your, vinyl harness and take off it's that simple so every your range finder your call your your ammo everything is right there for you 
You don't even That's have right. to worry about scrambling in the backpack to grab because, right, we've all done that. Pull the pack yep. off. Oh, I got to take this with me. You know, that's that's a good idea, man. I'm chopping to see that. It's it's slick. So I've, when you I've guys had a lot of. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? No, I was going to say when you guys uh, planning to release that or when is that available to the public? We're hoping it's going to be here by August. Right before season. Yep. And then that'll be in the other color offerings or other camo offerings as well, I'm assuming. You bet. You bet. So let's talk a little bit, man, about predator hunting. You know, you said coyotes and you said cats. And I, coyotes, right? People want to chase the song, the the, uh, song dogs when there's nothing else to chase. I haven't done it too much. Uh, It's opportunistic for me, right? If I'm hunting and I see them, I'll arrow them or shoot them. Um, the guy that that has it as uh as telling me that's his passion man why don't you give us some scoop on the on the dogs there well the dogs in wyoming are plentiful um that's for sure around uh around the valley here where i'm where i live we've kind of had a bad case the mange come through which is pretty pretty sad and devastating obviously um hate to see an animal like that suffering when you're dealing with the storms that we get right now, like we're getting right now. But, uh, no, I, I, like I said, that was, that was one of my first passions. I called and killed, uh, my called and harvested my first coyote when I was 11 years old. And, uh, I did it on a Dan Thompson PC one call, a family friend gave to me and, you know, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just stomped out into the pasture and started wailing on this thing. And next thing I know, I had a coyote 20 yards in closing. And at 11 years old, I was just kind of like, oh, holy crap, you know, what do you do? Panic. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he whipped around and started running away. And I had my grandpa's 22-250 and just put the crosshairs in the back of his head and dumped him right there. And I, that was just the beginning of it for me. And, you know, I guess you could say that it's gone downhill since then because I've spent an abundance of money and a lot of time chasing these wily critters, and you know, just the just the reward of being able to call call something in that that's a hunter. I mean, you're hunting a hunter, and you got to try to outsmart them and outwit them. And you know, sometimes they get the best of you, and it's pretty. It can be nerve wracking, and it can it can test your patience for sure. So what's your calling strategy for them? I mean, when you set up, what do you, how are you going after them? I mean, is it, does that vary based on where you're at or? Yeah, well, it varies on terrain, varies on wind, wind speed, wind direction, um, moon phase. That plays a lot into it. Your barometric pressures, I believe that plays a lot into it. I mean, I'm not, I'm by no stretch of the imagination, uh, what you'd call a, all out professional i do it because i love it but uh you know if i'm going into a stand and it's i've got a steady 15 mile an hour wind i mean you pretty well know what's going to take place but when the wind starts swirling on you when it's barely blowing it's swirling you you know it's it's a crapshoot really i mean you started at 11 years old man you're saying you're you know an average guy right but 11 years old 
to now that uh if you're knocking them down dude you're making calls that's a that's a pro edit yeah i mean i don't i haven't been able to do it near as much the last couple of years um just been focusing on the on the business side of things and trying to trying to make make this thing go um you know i've i've taken part in quite a few of our or uh calling events and uh done well placed well you know we state runner up at the in the wyoming best of the best and um all right we so, were, so th- i'm gonna cut you off man right i'm no pro i'm just an average guy come on that that's <laughs> that's modesty talking man runner up no I'm, <laughs> no i i mean i'm really i I've never, I've never harvested over twelve coyotes in in a in an event or just out calling, you know. And there's guys out there. Some of some of the guys are um, I've hunted with personally, and these guys they that's what they do. I mean, they are just really good at it. And I mean, I I run the national coyote calling championship. Um, just recently took over ownership of that. And for my first year running it, we had two teams that brought in 31 coyotes and 30 coyotes. You know, wow. they, they were, they were right there. I mean, nobody, nobody could even come close to even touching the numbers that they had, you know, two of the guys that won the hunt I and mean, I've hunted with them personally. And, um, we, uh, we've got background and history of hunting together and I, I couldn't have been more, more proud for them, but it was uh it was just like good gosh guys that is unreal I, I i can't imagine what kind of time frame that is a day and a half basically is what they have basically a day and a half so i mean it's blowing and going you're eight to ten minutes of stand and coyotes aren't there you're on to the next one but Basically, they they killed every coyote that they called, which is phenomenal. And that's some my shooters. hats off. My hats off to them. Yeah, you bet. Sure. I mean, that's some shooters too, right? Because those dogs yeah. are on the move. What do you think? I mean, oh, I'm not yeah. a big coyote hunter, but they, I imagine they're on the move ninety eight percent of the time. I think one of the one of the shots they made was like six hundred and fifty seven hundred yards, something like that. It was just unreal. Yeah. On hook, yeah, so. right? Jeez. Because if they're coming yeah. into that call, man, dang, 30 to 31 in 36 hours. So damn near one an hour. Yep. There, and yeah, I mean, and then, you know, they were, they were killing multiple. You're talking six coyotes on one stand. Just unbelievable. I mean, that's something you don't, at least for me, right? We talk about elk, we talk about deer, we talk about pigs talk about turkey you don't uh i guess it's something that is popular but i i guess I, maybe i've never paid that much attention to it again you know for me it's opportunistic right yeah and, and that's that's the thing with the uh predator hunting world right now i mean it's just exploded over the past few years and i and when i say explore it's it's gotten big you used to never have to worry about calling call shy coyotes and stuff like that. I mean, you always knew that you'd have pretty good luck on first coyotes that had never 
been shot at or been called or anything like that. But with technology, you know, the calls have gotten better. You don't have to sit out there and blow your lungs out. Um, all you have to do is sit back and press a button and, you know, it takes a, takes a lot of the pressure off of the hunter himself. So these guys putting decoys out or anything like that, you see some of the, you know, the, the, the tails or the rabbits that vibrate and flop around. Is any of that going on or is just straight calling? Oh, sure. I mean, you, you know, anything you, you can do within the legal limits of the, uh, hunt that's being put on um you can do and why not put a put a decoy out there on your call that looks like a critter rolling around dying you know i mean anything you can do to up the ante and make it make it easier for you and make you more successful why why not so there are they able to use those in the uh in the competition you bet you bet Man, that's a trip. I, I'm still, I'm looking, I wrote that number down. That's amazing to me. 30, 30 animals in 36 hours. Yeah. You just. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it was 25 on the first day. So, I mean, they, they called, they called me up for check-in or texted me on check-in, night of check-in there and that first night and 25. And I was like, oh my Lord. And then I ended up talking to them. They were like, it was the most epic day you could ever have. And so, like I said, my hat's off to them. That's it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's something else. That makes me want to get out there and throw a call out there. <laughs> see, if, yeah. see if I can get a few of them in. Yeah. I mean, once, once, you, once you start doing it, you'll, you'll be hooked. It's, it's just a very addicting adventure i, I could see sure. it. i mean it is, it, it's intriguing just to think of those numbers right that pushes you to it. what i've been looking at lately though i've in recent weeks mountain lion man has been uh tripping my trigger i've been wanting to uh go after that a little bit so are you, so your calls will work for any you know just kind of any and all predator hunting or yeah they do yes yeah, it's, it's it's funny you say that um, about a week and a half before my son Traeger was born, had a mountain lion in our backyard in our tree, about 15 yards off our front doorstep. And I, I kind of made, made a joke and to my wife, I was like, well, heck, I mean, County said predator calls work so well. The predators are coming straight to the backyard. <laughs> right to the door. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. And I'm like, well, I mean, Hey the shoe fits because we did i i harvested that she's a 140 pound female right out my 15 yards off my back doorstep so i heard lion tastes really good too everybody that i've talked to said man it's delicious are you enjoying that table fare well once you get past the fact that you're eating a cat yes it, it is very it is actually very tasteful it tastes like pork it's it's the other white meat but yeah so yeah you got to get past the fact that you're eating something of that nature but yeah i mean it it, it was tasty yeah it's pretty cool too bad you did you get any film or footage of that or pictures that have been a cool little uh <laughs> spoof advertisement there man 
Well, it's, it's kind of funny because my I got a blue healer, and uh, he's a heck of a cool dog. He he goes coyote hunting with me and stuff. You know, I don't use him for decoying or anything. He just likes to sit there and watch. And you know, if I if I shoot one and can't find it, he'll he'll pick up the scent and he'll go find the dog for me. So I mean, it's it's kind of neat. But he'd been uh he'd been raising heck with the with the badgers here around the house for the last week prior to that and went to bed that night and he's kind of got a bark or a growl and then he's got the he's got the okay don't come any closer bark and growl type thing and that's what he was doing it was like 10 o'clock at night and my wife wakes me up and she goes i think buddy's into into another badger i was like oh he'll be fine i'll just deal with it in the morning before i go to work well i went to deal with it that next morning and I walked two feet up to a tree where my dog was looking because I kind of figured we had a raccoon in the tree and he was just giving it all kinds of heck. And <laughs> I walked up to that tree and shined my flashlight in it because it was pitch dark out. I was like, oh shit. Face to face with a mountain lion two feet away from me, you know. And so I went stomping back in the house and grabbed a gun and told her I've been out in the tree out there. She was like, oh, my Lord, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to go shoot it. <laughs> I said, I have horse. I had horses and stuff at the time, you know, and she was on an empty belly getting ready to feed and don't want to lose livestock to it. And, and the game, game and fish were really cool about it. I called them immediately after it had taken place. And so they let me keep it. And, but yeah, it was just a super, super neat adventure at five o'clock in the morning when you're headed to work. So did the wife enjoy the mountain lion with you or was she reluctant to eat that or? Reluctant to eat it. <laughs> I figured as much. I told my wife, I'm, I'm looking at a mountain lion hunt here in the next couple of years for sure. And she goes, don't bring it home. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Now, like I said, it's acquired taste, but where are you looking at going? Uh, where are you looking at going? You know, I right now I haven't even made a decision. I just, you know, been talking to a few people and, you know, looking, you see the stuff on social media, YouTube and whatnot. And I'm like, man, that just looks like it's, it's a blast. And then matter of fact, when we were in Utah, there was a booth that was probably, it was right across from you guys, maybe four or five booths down and it was a mount. And I think that's really what triggered it, man. And it was the it had a lion and the lion was, was, uh, had his paw partially on like a, like a tree. And then they had a nice, uh, mule deer, uh, mount below it. And it was just the most beautiful mount, man, that I, I think I've ever seen. And when I saw that, I go, I, I just, I have to do this. <laughs> you know, some of those yeah. mounts, man, some of those top notch mounts, they'll just draw you right in. So when you I bet. saw that, it just triggered it. I think, you know, and after, talking to guys and they're saying it's delicious and just, just looks like a fun, like a really fun hunt, man. And I'd love to chase one with a bow. So yeah, I think I'm gonna no, absolutely. Look well, I that. mean, I can, I got some people that I could get you in touch with and oh, that'd be awesome. probably make that happen. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be really cool, man. We'll have to, once we hit stop here, we'll have to uh, get that info. Yeah, for sure. He's a, he's a dear friend of mine and, went to high school with him grew up ranching with him and his uh his grandpa his grandpa's been doing it for a minute and he's very successful with it so running hounds on him or yep 
talked to a couple guys and they said that they chase them without hounds. And I'm like, man, that you have to have some mental fortitude and some time, in my opinion, to chase a lion without hounds, man. That, that almost seems, at least for what I know of it, it almost seems like mission impossible. Yeah, that's, uh, I couldn't imagine chasing them without hounds unless you were just straight up calling them. But I mean, even then calling a, calling a mountain lion is, is difficult work for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely interested in that, man. So give us a little bit with, uh, you know, like that, the pattern that you guys are running right now with the one rate gear. So I talked to Joel a little bit and, um, you know, besides that bino harness, um, you know, that's kind of what drew us over there. So why the choice with one rate on that pattern for, uh, for the Traeger harness? Uh, it's uh, kind of an interesting deal. I mean, like everything else, social media, right? And uh, I seen them there on Instagram and their, their pattern caught my eye for sure. Um, but then I kind of didn't think about it for a while and well it was probably a month or two afterwards i just kind of sent him a message there on instagram and he immediately called me and i sent him one of the very first spinal harnesses that was done in coyote tan he ran it he called me back and he was like we want to put our pattern on your vinyl harness and i said well i want to put your pattern on my vinyl harness and you know, we, we both met in Salt Lake and got to know one another and got to know his wife and they got to meet Annie and we, uh, just kind of hit it off. I mean, he's kind of like a, a long lost brother to me really. And, uh, have the same ambitions and we made a deal. And so now we will, we will run one rate gear patterns i mean and it was a no-brainer to me after running his gear and equipment as well and it's just some of the best quality outdoor gear there is for clothing with a great warranty but you won't ever have to use the warranty because the stuff holds up i've just used i've used and abused it and our vinyl harness is made out of the same fabric that uh, his late season jackets made out of so super water water resistant we're not going to say waterproof but it'll wick water away like it's going out of style and no wind penetration and it's just a great great gear it's a great pattern and the story behind his his pattern and the story behind our company it, i mean it, it all just kind of fell together just i mean yeah, I can't, I can't explain it any better. I mean, his pattern's based off his daughter's heartbeat. My company and my calls and everything are based off of my kids. I mean, how, how cool is that? That's for two awesome. companies yeah. get together without knowing each other's full story until we finally meet in person. I mean, just, just a really neat story. So there's two things, right? And first one kind of grabbed me after talking to Annie and then, you know, getting in touch with, with you and then, and Joel was for hunters by hunters, right? I mean, that, that's pretty important, man. Um, he said the same thing just in a brief phone conversation, basically the same thing, right? 
we're looking at stuff and we're going, man, this, you know, for the average everyday guy, this stuff is, is pretty limited what you can get for your money. So mm-hmm. to be able to say, Hey, I'm take hold of this and produce something for, you know, and I'm not belittling anyone, the average guy, right. The, the hard working American man um, or woman, right. That's a big deal, man. Well, it makes up the entire geographic of the outdoorsman. So, yeah, that's that's a big deal. I that was one of the things that got me. I, I'm excited to talk to uh, to Joel as well, man. That's just, you know, just two average dudes, just you know, put their heads to something, you know, sharpen the axe and just started chopping away at a tree until it fell down. Man, it's it's pretty badass. Excuse my language. No. So, hey. oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's, it's all you. Well, I, I, like I said, I, I still work a full-time job. I wake up every morning and go to work, be to work by seven and back home by four o'clock every day. I, I put in my eight hours and then I come home and put in another five to six hours on County Six Predator. Um, but I mean, it's the entrepreneurial dream, I guess you could say. Uh, sometimes it's a nightmare. Uh, burning, burning both ends of the candle. And, but, uh, I told myself a couple of years ago that I wanted to wake up and make myself wealthy instead of wake up and make somebody else, somebody else wealthy every day. I mean, that's, that's very important. And that's, that's, that's a, that's a goal. And I'm not going to say it's a dream of mine because I'm, I'm making it reality now. So number two, I talked to Annie for about 10 or 15 minutes and I was sold. I was sold on her <laughs> right off the bat, man. She was, she was beyond excited. Um, and I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine, I shouldn't say I can't imagine, but the support that you're getting, um, she was excited, man. She knew everything about that harness. Um, why don't you give us a little bit about, uh, about your support system there with her, man? Cause I, I, Again, it's the average, you know, blue collar guy story. And I, I just, it stood out to me. Absolutely stood well, out to me. I, I couldn't do it without her. And that's, I mean, that seems like the answer for everybody, but that's the God's honest truth. I mean, she's, she's been with, with me on this from, from concepts from drawings to trying to help me. sew the very first one, and she couldn't figure out what I was looking at. And I, I did it all. And the whole, every step of the way, I mean, she was nine months pregnant when all this started and, um, you know, the support was never, never lost. And, and that, that's huge. That's very huge to me. And I mean, it's huge to her and our family. She sees where this is going. Um, and my, my hat's off to her for, for dealing with, with me on all of this that I've taken on because it's, it's not, it's not easy. And it, I mean, being an entrepreneur and working a real job, a full-time job, it it is not easy and it will push you and stress you to the limits, but God bless her. And I love her to death. And, you know, without her, I wouldn't be as successful as I am. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's, that's a, yeah, I had to get that in there, man. I hope that's not too invasive, but 
And no, you're like good. I said, that's one of the things that that really stood out to me and made it so exciting to get a, you know, be able to talk to you guys and get a little bit more and, you know, get the name out there a little bit. Well, I think the, you know, the 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 driver is is this is our legacy for our for our children and for for the rest of our family. I mean, if a man don't have anything to work for, or leave a legacy too. What's what's the point of living? What's the point? Um, you know, we're we're uh, big into going to going to church, and you know, a few of my Bible studies and stuff that I've done in the past. I mean, it's about leaving a legacy. What are you going to leave for your kids? What? Are, how do you want your kids to? be raised how do you want them to grow up how do you want them to be i think this is no better way than to show them that you know you can do it on a full-time job and you can turn dreams into reality yes sir yeah it's just a great story right i mean and and the fact that you're doing it with your family and for your family and it's something that you're passionate about, you know, hunting outdoors. And that's a big deal, right? I mean, that's, that encompasses everything that we want our kids to, to be, to, to see, to learn, to achieve. That's, that's huge, man. So what do you guys have coming up uh, projects or what should we be watching out for man, in the next, uh, the next year for 2019? 2019, um, different patterns, different styles. Um, actually before we started, started this podcast, I, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting in my office working on a, on a new, new bino harness that I'm hoping to be rolling out this fall as well. So, um, it's going to be for the, the minimalist hunter, the one that doesn't want the doesn't need the hand warmer and certain attachments. It's going to have, it's going to have the same amount of pockets, if not more, but it's going to be condensed down, but you're still going to be able to accommodate a 12 by 50 optic or your range finding optics. And so I'm working on that uh, right now as we're talking, <laughs> but, uh, and then we got the day pack. We can expect that here in fall of 2019 hopefully um maybe well i'm about about done building different kinds of calls i mean i just have the the set four predator calls that i build and then i also build a uh open read cow elk call as well which is a phenomenal it's a phenomenal call i mean just sounds great it's got great acoustics and great sound quality to it as well um but no, I mean, we're just going to keep driving. I mean, I'm pushing for a new product every year. So so where can folks find you, um, either on social media or website, et cetera? Yeah, our, uh, our social media on Instagram is just at County 6 Predator. And then Facebook would be uh, C6P Calls and Packs LLC. That's our business page there on facebook 
Our website is county6predatorcalls.com. Um, and this is, these are the only places that you'll be able to find any of our product and gear. We're not in the, the big box stores yet. I mean, not, not ruling that out, but still kind of in our infancy to be doing, doing anything large like that right now. So. I'd imagine that it's on the horizon, man. So one of the things that I like to chop on um, at every episode, I call it the conservation quick um, or future of hunting, whichever, you know, you choose. Um, I do it just to get different perspectives on conservation and just, you know, keep people's thought process rolling on that. So I'll let you choose, but give us your, you know, two to three minute spiel on conservation or the future of hunting. Um. We can take conservation. I think it's uh, the future of it. I mean, it's it's always in jeopardy. Jeopardy. We're we're constantly under attack from the antis. Um, Sierra Club, Beta. I mean, hunters are constantly under scrutiny, and as long as we continue to project ourselves as professionals and knowing why we're harvesting these animals, not just because of the trophy, but because of number, um, you know, your pop, your, uh, animal population, that's gotta be governed. Um, and land management along with that, I, I think as long as we continue to pursue these and just be the upfront straight up people that we are, and a good classy quality outdoorsman um we'll just keep fighting the good fight good deal man uh anything you want to get out there um tell anybody about any words of wisdom anything we missed that you want to talk about no i i just uh you know i mean if you have a dream pursue it if you have goals, make lofty goals and then surpass them and make even loftier goals than that. You know, and just keep, keep driving. I mean, you, 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 you don't, you don't get, you don't, oh, what am I trying to say? You don't, achieve, you don't achieve what you're fully looking for unless, uh, you get off your laurels and, uh, get out there and get after it, you know? That's a, that's a good closing, man. So I appreciate the time. Um, I can't wait to see what's coming out, man. I'm going to include everything you gave us here in the show notes for anybody that's interested in County six. And, uh, I wish you guys all the best, man. And we hope to talk man, to we you appreciate soon. It. Uh, no, we, Sounds we appreciate getting on with you. Sounds good and enjoyed the time and conversation. Let's talk about that lion hunt here after we get off here. Well, definitely. Thank you again. To see the full line of products from County 6, head over to county6predator.com or catch up with County 6 on Instagram at county6predator or on Facebook at C6P Calls and Packs. Thank you for listening. 
Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.